Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Welcome back. Thanks. Good to be back home. Yeah, how was the vacay? Oh, man. Well, it was warm. A lot warmer than the Southern California beaches. Yeah, how are you faring in the Texas heat? Everyone gave you so many warnings. Now you've done a Texas summer. How was it? Fine. 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 You like it hot. The canes, they like it hot. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. The humidity is probably the only thing I would say that's different in terms of heat. It's a little more humid. But honestly, I think it's better for your skin. So I'll take it. (laughs) It is. It's like, you know? Well. If you're a little bit sweaty all the time, your skin is nice and dewy. Dewy look. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's working for you. We're in the middle of a heat wave right now. Okay. Out here. And are you dry and cracked? It's, I went to the zoo. I almost died. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was nice because there was, because of the heat wave, which I didn't get the memo about, there was like no one there. I wanted to go out with a bang, do something fun with the kids before we head back to school. Yeah. I mean, when everybody's listening to this, our kids are going to be back in school. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is that bananas? Yeah. I know. I So here's the deal with this vacation. 
I did the vacation all the way up until, you know, right before school started. And so I missed all the things that they do before school starts, like meet your teachers. Did you do that? We don't do that. Oh, you don't do that. So there's a whole week of stuff. There's a second grade pool party. Miss that. There's a meet the teachers. Miss that. Bring the school supplies to school. Miss that. I missed everything. Yeah, that's a selling point for Texas. We don't we don't do that. We did go to school and pick up our Chromebooks. Okay, so yes. See, that's the thing. I didn't know about that. So next year, I'm not going to book my right before. No, you need a week to like yeah. get get your business in order. I took the kids to the Vans outlet to get some shoes. Yeah, see, I don't even have new shoes for them. It was a horrible experience. I don't oh. recommend. Well, I don't need new shoes then. <laughs> it's like everyone and their mother was there, you know. Yeah, so somebody and told me that. I didn't really have I didn't really have them try it on because I kind of know what size they wear and of course except they don't wear that size anymore. Except they don't wear that yeah. size anymore and of course I found out after we came home, tried them on, took all the tags off. Oh man. Yeah, so now you can't take them back. No, no. I Donation. No. Hopefully they have some sort of yeah, I donating mean, Willow, thing. with the small feet. She just will have a lot of shoes for a while. Oh, you know, we'll 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 make it work. It's not the end of the world. Actually, my world is like so zen right now, and I can't wait to tell you why. I bought my dog a bark collar. Oh my god. That thing <laughs> a humane a bark, collar. bark collar, okay? I searched humane bark collars and it just it beeps. And then if she barks through the beep three times, then it vibrates. And I put it on myself to try it on to make sure, you know, nobody's shocking my little angel puppy. Yes. I haven't heard her bark in a week. Oh, my God. I will tell you, I think that that is the best thing you've ever done. I can't believe it took me that damn long to spend $35. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's, like, amazing. And let me tell you, I started this 40-day cleanse. There's no tequila in my house, which my husband is a little bummed on, but I'm like, no, we're in this together. I can't have any temptations. Sorry. Oh, you're making him do it too. Well, no, I'm only like tempted by something? tequila. He can have beer. Oh, okay. But I, I can't be having margaritas made. No. Come on. Right? So I need the zen. Yeah. So, you know, that dog barking is real irritating. Yeah, I know. So it came at a good time, this amazing solution. I recommend. Okay. All right. Well, I do not have the Zen life over here with my animals. I am constantly putting steroids down my cat's throat. And yeah, so she's on her last on her last of the nine lives, right? Aren't they supposed Uh, to have nine lives? Yeah, drag. I think she's on her ninth and a half. Yeah. So poor little Poor little Lala is has got the cancer if you haven't known yet, but she's on her on her way out of this well, world. As long as she's not in pain. No, that's why we're you know shoving steroids down her throat. Okay. Okay. All good, right. Good stuff. Well, that's a drag. I know. Sorry. Other than that. Um, Other than that, back two kids are going back to school. And yeah, that's that, that's and not sure a drag every, at all. Everybody's kids are going back to school, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Did you buy some new masks? Everywhere is masking up again, even Dallas. I did. And I'm going to go steal them off my old house's porch today. Oh, what happened with that? I sent them, I left them a note. Yeah. But it's getting delivered today. So I'm just stocking it. Okay. Uh, All right. Do you have a continue? You have a a case. Crime. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Okay. It's been so long since I've heard one. Oh, my goodness. By the way, did you listen to that other podcast we were talking about, Live and Die to in To Live LA? and Die in L.A.? Did you listen? No. Oh, my God. I Thankfully, know. Susie West listened because oh, I needed somebody to talk to. And she was my saving grace there because I was about ready to, I don't know, reach out to Explode. anonymous users. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give it to me. Okay, Tab, today's case is a listener suggestion by Kim Turner. 
Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Today, I am going to cover the case of Holly Bobo. How cute is that name, Holly Bobo? Oh, so cute. I know. We had a friend with a real cute Holly name, too. We did. But she's not here anymore, which sucks. This case sucks, too. Um, because for one, it's so sad. And also there are multiple suspects and the evidence is not concrete. Like I likey. It's real confusing, actually. But I'm just going to give it to you and let you decide guilty or maybe not so much. In the end, none of it will bring Holly back. But I just wanted to preface this case with that I sure hope they have the right person because no one should go through what her family has at the hands of the man that did this to her if they don't. So let me tell you about Holly. Holly Bobo grew up in a small rural town in Decatur County, which as a whole county is less than 12,000 people. So okay, small town Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I found the most beautiful restored farmhouse there on four acres for $400,000. Oh, my God. Do you want to move? I love Tennessee. I can't wait to go back. I I do love love Tennessee, too. Okay. So Holly was super cute, blonde, fun, smart, 20 years old. She had a close family, which she lived at home with. It was Holly, her parents, and her brother. They were known around town as just good people. They all went to church together, you know, like the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Holly was on a great path. She was attending nursing school and had just accepted a promise ring from her boyfriend, Drew. Oh. Yeah. No one ever promised me shit. Did you ever get a promise ring? I don't know. I think I did get a promise ring. But, you know, when you get those promise rings at 20, they don't really <laughs> a little too young. Yeah, yeah sometimes it shakes out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, on April 13th, 2011, Holly woke up extra early to study for the exams she had that day at school. Her parents had both left for work that morning as usual. The only thing that was unusual about how the morning started was that her brother Clint's class had been canceled, so he decided to sleep in. So normally on a early Wednesday, Holly would be the last member of the Bobo family out the door. Clint's car is in the garage, so you wouldn't be able to tell. You might think, you know, he was gone. Right. Okay. So... Clint's in the house sleeping. Holly goes to the carport to leave for the day with her schoolwork and lunch in tow, but she never made it to the car. Her neighbor was outside that morning. As he was getting ready to leave for work, he heard screams. Her brother, Clint, who was upstairs sleeping, did not hear the screams, he says, but he was woken up by the sound of his dog barking. He looked out the window and saw Holly with someone he thought was her boyfriend, Drew, at the time. He says the man he saw with Holly was around 200 pounds and had dark hair sticking out of his hat and was dressed in full camo. He couldn't make out what they were saying to each other, but he could tell that they were arguing. Clint was confused by this and apparently didn't want to get involved in the argument. So he called his mother and asked her, why was Holly not going to school today? Was she going home with Drew? Because he was out there arguing with Holly. Mm -hmm. Well, her mother's heart dropped. She had just gotten off the phone with Drew moments before because Drew had asked her for permission to go hunting on some of her family's land across town. And so she knew whoever Holly was arguing with was not Drew. She told Clint, that's not Drew. Go get a gun and shoot them. Clint's response was, wait, you want me to shoot Drew? Holly's mom just hung up and called the police frantically. 
While Clint was talking to his mother, he watched Holly and this person walk towards the woods. So they live in a really heavily wooded area. And if you go through the woods, then there's like a service road behind it. Right. He couldn't see that, but we know it's there. Okay. He thought the person she was walking with was carrying a turkey call. What is that? Oh, like a like a whistle? Yeah, but it was probably a gun, right? That's why she was walking with him. And that was the last he saw of her. Police arrived and found Holly's blood spattered in the garage. A search for her started immediately. The area around the Bobo residence is, you know, a wooded area. So they had people on foot, four-wheelers, horses, and helicopters, like, right away. Mm -hmm. Holly's father told the media he suspected whoever took his daughter was someone that had been stalking her and their family and knew their routine. I mean, certainly sounds that way, right? Right. Another neighbor came forward and said that morning he had seen a white truck speed away from the road by the woods in the direction of where Holly had been walking with the suspect. Police initially turned to the people closest to her. They checked her brother Clint for scratches and gave him two polygraphs, which he passed, and they took his computer and searched it before they ruled him out. They also looked into her boyfriend, Drew, but he had just been on the phone with her mom And some relatives of hers had seen him out at the hunting property that morning, just like he had said. So he was ruled out as well. Police were able to ping her cell phone, but in 2011, it wasn't as advanced as it is now. It just gave you a general quadrant of where her phone was. But this was still helpful as the search for her continued. Some of her schoolwork and her lunchbox were found on the backcountry roads because they could kind of follow the linked mm-hmm. quadrants together and figure out the route she had been taken on. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, the TBI, mm-hmm. was on the case. Within five days of Holly's disappearance, investigators zeroed in on a local sex offender that met the description given by her brother. Holly's description met this guy's MO as well. He stalked and raped pretty young blonde girls. His name was Terry Britt, and he is a bad man. Bad. VIP lounge in the hot place is waiting for this fucker, okay? Okay. When the TBI was looking at the quadrants of Holly's phone pings, that morning, one of them was in the vicinity of Terry's house. Okay. Okay. But, I mean... They're not exact. Okay. Right. They brought him in for questioning and they searched his home with cadaver dogs. The dogs hit on some of Terry's tools and his vehicle, which means that the dogs hit on decomposition, but no DNA of Holly's was found on his property. The first thing Terry said when the TBI showed up at his door was, I didn't rape nobody. And then in his interview, he went on to tell the TBI that whoever had her was so excited to have her. But if you keep her, then you got to feed her. And so they must have just killed her. And now when you kill her, that's another problem, because what are you going to do with her? He lays it out so matter of fact, it's chilling. It was enough for one TBI detective to just laser focus on Terry. They bugged Terry's home, but it never turned up anything incriminating. And there wasn't any real physical evidence tying Terry to Holly. But this investigator could not let it go. Tell me, did this guy wear like camo all the time? Not like why they thought? I don't know about Terry's. They didn't make a big deal about Terry wearing camo at the trial, so I mm-hmm. don't really know. But to be honest, everybody wears camo there. Right. Okay. True. So it's not really, you it's, know. It doesn't stick out. Like in California, if you yeah, saw no, somebody wearing camo, you'd be, you'd, you'd mm-hmm. kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. 
So Terry had an alibi. Mm, kind of. His alibi was he was with his wife. Yes, someone married him. He said they went to a salvage store to buy a bathtub that morning. The store clerk does not remember him, but they did find a receipt for the purchase in his house when they searched it. But it's like one of those like handwritten receipts like you could get. like right. But a bathtub. I mean, the guy doesn't remember selling a bathtub. A bathtub. I know. I feel like that would be something you would remember you sold. (laughs) Like a big purchase. It's like a huge salvage yard, though. Oh, okay. They also found receipts that said he was in a nearby town three times that day. And he told them it was only twice. So, I mean, Terry's alibi doesn't totally suck, but it's not like it's airtight. Right. Right. The TBI thought they had the wrong guy, though. And they ended up taking that lead investigator off the case because they said he had tunnel vision. Which I think I agree with if he was refusing to be open-minded as to, like, pursuing other possible tips. Yeah. And other tips had come in. And also years passed since Holly disappeared, you know, and he's still hanging on for Terry. Okay. So there was a group of four young men that were known by the local police for their drug and theft-related crimes that had been brought to the attention and questioned early on by investigators. But despite this group of four guys, alibis all being dependent on each other, early on, the authorities didn't really pursue them as suspects. But Holly's mama did. She is one fierce lady. She went around town and found each of them and just questioned them herself. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah. I would want to do that also. She's like, what did I have to lose? Right. She didn't. She didn't. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was a former student of hers. She was a fourth grade teacher. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So their names were Dylan and Zach Adams and Shane Austin and Jason Autry. So Shane and Jason were cousins and Dylan and Zach were brothers. Okay. Dylan and Zach, the brothers, grew up in Decatur County like Holly, but had taken much different paths. Their father had been killed in a car crash in 2003, and they had gotten into drugs before the crash, but their dad dying didn't, like, slow down their habit, which was mainly meth. Zach is described as being the leader and Dylan the follower of whatever his brother did. Dylan is intellectually challenged. His mother says he can read some, but he cannot tell time. The boy's mother says her boys are drug addicts, but they're not murderers. And that's what that early on investigator thought, too. He says the Adams boys aren't smart enough to pull this off. I think, eh. Zach might not be that smart, but, I mean, he's no angel. Zach Adams has a 14-page rap sheet, which includes, at the age of 19, he shot his mother in the knee at point-blank range when she refused to give him money. He Uh, was given... Then I think he's (laughs) capable of murdering somebody (laughs) he doesn't know. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. He was given six months for that. And was allowed to serve his time in rehab. Wow. That's bananas to me. Okay. Yeah. Then in 2005, he pulled a gun on his grandparents. Oh, my God. Yep. And at the age of 27 in 2011, three months after Holly had disappeared, he was arrested for assault on his girlfriend, Rebecca. He had choked her and pushed her to the floor, but she was able to get away. She told police that he had threatened to shoot her like he did his mama. That's what she told him at the time. Whoa. He was sentenced to 120 days for simple assault for that, but was able to use his time served from another rehab stint instead of showing up at the clink. 
getting lucky. Somebody. There are that. things that are keeping me from Tennessee. This one? Is this one? <laughs> this is it. I mean, I don't feel they um, are locking people up enough. Well, I feel like maybe in that small town, he's got somebody in the I mean, judicial system that is part of the family. Yeah. Okay. Well, you beat up your girlfriend and you get to use the time served for rehab. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that either. Okay. Yeah. So at the time of Holly's disappearance, Zach was out on bond because he was facing drug charges. The word around Decatur is that the Adams boy's mother and grandfather are good people, but they have enabled and covered for Zach for years. To the point, Zach's mom's Cindy's husband left the marriage because he couldn't take it anymore. So what led the Adams brothers and their friends, Shane and Jason, to initially become persons of interest, aside from committing some criminal activity in a small town, was that a friend of Holly's reported that Holly had a bad feeling about Shane Austin. She was with her a few weeks before she disappeared at the Decatur County Coon Hunt which is a real big event at the fairgrounds in Decatur County that everyone looks forward to. Now, like a raccoon hunt? Yes, they call it a coon hunt. That's why I am calling it a coon hunt. And I know what you're thinking. That sounds like some backwards hillbilly shit, right? And that's what I thought initially, too. But I did a little research and found out that it is a no-kill hunt. It is really just about the dog's ability to tree the raccoons and all the money goes to St. Jude's hospital, you know, so I don't hate that. But while I don't think it's cool to stress out the raccoons for pleasure, I actually love the little bandits. I used to remember I used to leave food out for them on purpose and take pictures of them. Yeah. That's like, dude, you cannot do that when you just had like a whole thing about the bears leaving <laughs> Like, oh, I know, I know, I know. Allowed to I know. Leave food I know. Out for wild no, animals. I know, but the raccoons are. Di- I know. No, listen, they're not different. I learned. I, learned I mean, they lesson. are different, but <laughs> they are different. But you should um, not leave food out. And listen, I did it a couple of times, and <laughs> my husband got real mad at me, and I stopped doing it. But I have a friend who rescues raccoons mm-hmm. in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just loves them to pieces. It's Does pretty. Does she amazing. have a Twitter now or a TikTok? Because all these people, they're like, I'm a. I'm a beaver rescuer. Oh, no, she's she's legit. She has huge, like, enclosures built in her backyard for them. Mm -hmm. She releases them and then goes back out on hikes and, like, they come to her. Wow. Yeah. Shout out, Dana. You know what we have in our backyard? It's not a raccoon, but it is black and white. Skunkies. Sprays my animals. Okay. It's a problem. We don't leave food out anymore. For anything. Yeah. Yeah. That is a problem. Yeah. Okay. So the coon hunt. So back to the raccoon hunt. I mean, right. We like the part about raising money for Children's Hospital, but maybe we can find another fun raccoon themed way to raise money in 2022. Sure. I'm just saying, don't, don't come for me, raccoon hunters, but you know, (laughs) give it some thought. Okay. Okay. Holly was at the coon hunt with Drew and her friend, and she kept seeing Shane Austin wherever she went. She would catch him staring at her, and then he would look away. Eventually, she felt so uncomfortable, she asked Drew to just take her home. So, like I said before, early on, the investigators didn't pursue these four men very hard, After initially questioning them, partly due to that none of them met that description that her brother Clint had given them of who took Holly that morning. And it's worth noting that Shane had scratches on him that his coworkers contacted the police about. I mean, can you imagine what? he was like, if there is a kidnapping in town and the person that works with you sees a scratch on you and thinks, oh, shoot, I've got to call the police. I'm thinking Shane probably 
had something to do with that. I think if somebody went to that length to call the police about some scratches, then they probably maybe knew a little bit more. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking he didn't have the finest reputation at his workplace. Right. Well, so after three years and all other leads coming to dead ends, they circled back to the foursome. Now, this is where shit gets real weird. So Dylan Adams was, remember, the brother of Zach Adams with low IQ. He's described as having the mentality of a 10-year-old. Dylan was arrested on unrelated charges, and this is what I found out about those charges. According to the Jackson Sun newspaper, it said, on September 16th, 2013, indictment charges that Dylan Adams knowingly possessed, received, concealed, stored, bartered, sold, and disposed of a stolen firearm on or about July 13th, 2013, along with a Jason Kilzer, who is just some other random upstanding citizen in Decatur, okay? Mm-hmm. The indictment said a 38 caliber revolver was shipped, transported in interstate commerce with knowledge that it was stolen. Dylan Adams was also charged with receiving and possessing the firearm through interstate commerce with the serial number removed, obliterated, or altered. Okay, so whatever. Like gun charges, but pretty hefty ones, right? Right. He was charged with aiding and abetting Kiltzer, that guy, Jason Kiltzer, and giving Kiltzer the gun after knowing it was illegal for Kiltzer to own the gun. Because he's like a felon or something, too. Okay. <laughs> the indictment said Dylan Adams was an unlawful user of controlled substances or an addict. The article also says that this was a federal case. So according to Dylan's uncle, while Dylan was being held on the federal charges, he did not speak to the federal defense attorney appointed to him ever. He also said, Dylan had said, they just came in and arrested me. I, I don't know what they he were doesn't doing. doesn't know why. I don't know what I'm arrested for. His uncle also said that he was under the impression that they took Dylan to a witness protection program or a safe house or something because he was out of contact with the family. And that's like the only answers he could get after the family learned of his arrest. His uncle pleads the case that he's not saying Zach may or may not have been involved, but he says Dylan isn't capable of knowingly doing anything he's accused of. And like I just read, I mean, you, I mean, the charges are pretty substantial, right? Mm -hmm. So from what I understand, I know this sounds real crazy, but after Dylan's arrest, he was sent to go live with a retired police officer named Dennis Benjamin, who is a Bobo family friend, according to reports. Okay. okay. How? <laughs> yeah. Why? Just because? Just because. He was there for five weeks. And then Dennis called the police and said someone wanted to confess to the murder of Holly Bobo. So Dylan was brought in and gave a confession that he, along with Shane, Jason, and Zach, raped and murdered Holly Bobo. Problem with this is... Dylan's confession is on tape, and in one version, he says Shane killed Holly. In one, he says Zach killed Holly. He gave specific details, but they didn't match up to any of the physical evidence that they had. So do we have something like a Brandon Dassey situation going on? Yeah. Yeah. He also recanted his confession very soon after. And if you see the video, it's pretty obviously coerced. They say things in it like, don't you mean it happened this way? Hmm. Same thing. Yeah. So Brendan Dassey 
we've talked about on the podcast before, but if you don't know, he is um, the nephew of Stephen Avery. He was questioned and gave a false confession, and it's all depicted on making a murderer. And I, we've both followed that case really um, closely because we believe he is he was wrongly convicted. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he also had the IQ of like an eight year old. Yeah, yeah. So since I have followed that case so closely over the years, I will tell you that from what I understand is Dylan had a constitutional right to be given special care because of his low IQ. Right. And he wasn't. No, none was I mean, given to him. I mean, at the very least, they should have given him an attorney. I can't even believe that they, I mean, they With they or without him, him asking in, for one, they should have given him an attorney, right? They moved him into... Living with somebody? I mean, this is all crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So also, I'm not saying that Dylan is innocent, but I'm saying he might be. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the circumstances surrounding his arrest or confession. Okay. His family also says he was threatened with a lengthy sentence for the gun charges if he didn't confess, which is kind of corroborated by the fact that those federal gun charges just went away. Yeah, right. I mean, they were pretty hefty and they just disappeared. Okay. So what police did with his confession was piece together a timeline of how, you know, the kidnap, rape, and murder occurred from parts of his story. And then they arrested all four men on murder and kidnapping charges. So at this point, the evidence that they had against the men was according to their phone records. They were all in contact. You know, they're all talking to each other Mm -hmm. all morning. Okay. The cell phone evidence also places them in the vicinity of where Holly's phone was. But according to some cell phone analysis, it doesn't place them together. So I personally think that the cell phone evidence is kind of a wash. I mean, cell phone evidence at that time, I feel like was just easily manipulated because it just wasn't as precise as it is now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But Zach did drive a white truck, like the one the neighbor saw speeding away. So there is that. Okay. And they had you know, for what it's worth, Dylan's confession. But despite tearing apart all the men's homes and vehicles, they didn't have a body or any physical evidence that connected any of them to Holly. But, I mean, they had also waited a couple years to search the residence. So, I mean, what would you expect to find? Yeah, nothing. When the four men were charged in April 2014, it was... A huge deal. Attention to this case just had not died over the years. There were signs all over the state with Holly's photo that said justice for Holly. Truckers put the reward signs on their trucks, too. The fact that she was just someone that no one had any motive to harm and she was so brazenly taken Taken. from her house just really hit home with people. So... While the men were in custody, Shane negotiated a immunity deal in exchange for leading police to Holly's body. But he wasn't able to deliver. He didn't, couldn't find the body. So the deal was taken off the table. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. 
Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Four months later, Holly's remains were found by ginseng hunters in the woods. What is ginseng? Yeah. The vitamin? Yeah. So ginseng hunting is a thing. A pound of wild ginseng can go for $500. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. There's like ginseng seasons. It's It's a thing. Okay. The hunters that found her remains found them scattered with a single bullet hole to her skull. So Holly's family was finally able to put her to rest. So was it anywhere near where Shane had taken them? I don't know how close it was to where Shane had taken them. Okay. Actually. No, I never saw anything about where Shane had taken them except for that he took him to the wrong spot. So I, if I were to guess, I would say no. Probably not. Probably not. So five months after the discovery of Holly's remains, Shane was out on bond and he committed suicide in Florida. Oh. So, yeah. So now it was like. Did he leave a note or anything, you know? No, he did not leave a note. No way. Yeah. So now it's like one suspect down three to go for the state at the trial. They tried Zach Adams first. To make their case, they called half a dozen people that Zach had bragged about killing Holly Bobo to, which is pretty damning evidence. I will give them that. The questionable part of this is, is that all these people had criminal records. I mean, so, you know, some might speculate they were given some motivation to testify, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The most powerful testimony was from Zach's ex-girlfriend, the one he had assault charges over. She said he had threatened to put her in a hole like Holly Bobo. So when Zach's attorney cross-examined her, she asked her if they had threatened to take away her unborn baby if she didn't cooperate with them. And this girl on the stand said, she yes, said yes, that happened. Yeah. Holy shit. So I don't corrupt. I don't, I don't like that at all. No. Yeah. I mean, you would Zach, say whatever. You would say whatever. You would say whatever. Listen, like your child. Let me tell you, Zach's attorney, she made some really good points. I think she did a really good job, but she's also boring AF. I wish she was just a, because I think people just 
her points weren't made clear enough to the jury. That's what Mm -hmm. I think. Okay. So Zach's attorney called the former investigator, the guy who was, you know, still convinced Terry Mm -hmm. Britt had killed Holly to the stand. Okay. I mean, and he still was convinced. And then she called Terry Britt himself. She basically put Terry Britt up on the stand and presented to the jury, like, look, here's your real killer. Oh, shoot. I'm shocked that they let her do that. Well, yeah, you might think, why would he show up for that kind of yeah. questioning? <laughs> but let me tell you, he had no choice to show up on account. He was locked up at the time of the trial for attempted kidnapping. What? Yeah. Of somebody else? Of somebody else. Yeah. Dude, he's the one. So when she questioned Terry Britt, it basically went like, hey, motherfucker, you did it. Changed my mind. You know, I mean, it was Mm -hmm. pretty like and he gets hot and she gets hot. And, you know, it was a pretty bold move. And so, yeah, nothing. He was like, I didn't do it. Yeah. He was like, no, I didn't do it. And he kind of goes off about he hates that TBI investigator. He's like, that man almost ruined my life. Because you haven't ruined like everybody's life that you come across. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's a piece of work. So the thing about Zach's defense that they had going for it was that none of the four men matched the description of the guy in camo that Holly's brother had described taking her that day. I mean, like the way that the state presented the case was that Shane was the one who would have taken her. And, you know, the brother had described the person as having, you know, dark hair. Shane was like a ginger. You know, mm-hmm. like it's pretty opposite. All these yeah. guys were pretty opposite, like a lot tall, like they just didn't match the description at all. But the flip side is that Zach had posted a picture of himself all in camo. So they were like, well, Zach wears camo all the time, even though, you know, everybody does. But he also posted the morning of Holly's murder. You know, you never was, you stupid whore in his status. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't know what that means, but I know it did not help his case. No. But it also seems like he would have been too busy that morning to stop and post. Right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's <laughs> it's not surprising that the prosecution did not call Dylan Adams as a witness because he probably wouldn't have made a very good one, given the whole multiple stories hmm. and the recanting, all of it. Right. right. But they did call Jason Autry to testify against Zach. So Jason had proclaimed his innocence for years. But after sitting in the clink for like a couple years, he managed to negotiate a plea deal in exchange for his testimony against Zach, in which he details his role in Holly's murder, which he says was minimal. So Jason testified that he had called Zach that morning for drugs, and Zach told him around 8.40 a.m. to come over that he needed help. He assumed by help he meant cooking some meth. When he got there, he saw Dylan and Zach burning something in a burn barrel, and Zach told him he needed help getting rid of a body. And Jason assumed it was some guy that they had talked about killing, because he owed them money. He says he later learned it was Holly Bobo. He said he suggested to take her down to the river where the turtles would eat her. And so they did. And when they got to the spot and rolled her body onto the ground that was in a blanket, they heard a groan. And he said, oh shit, the bitch is still alive. So Zach went into the truck, grabbed a pistol, and shot her in the head. I can't imagine how jaw-dropping. This was like the first time anybody had heard this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
So he said, then they heard a boat. So they decided it wasn't a good spot to leave her. So Jason had them drop him off where his car was. And he just wasn't sure what they did with her after that. Jason's testimony was seven hours long. And here's a couple things that he said that no one was expecting. He said that Zach knew Holly because he hooked up with her cousin, who was a stripper, and said the cousin had sent him pics of Holly and said she would have a threesome with them. Okay. Did that happen? Mm, She did have a cousin who was a stripper. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there is that. And they never tracked those pictures to Zach's phone. I don't know if they ever, you know, subpoenaed it or whatever. I mean, this is just right. what, like the crazy shit Fair that say. came out of his mouth. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if that happened that Holly didn't agree to have a threesome. Maybe no. it was just like her cousin was saying like, hey, right. you know, how young girls be crazy sometimes. Anyways, he also said that Zach went to the Bobo house that morning to show Clint how to make meth. And Holly started screaming and hollering about it. So that's why he took her into the woods. He said days after Holly's murder, Zach asked him to kill his brother Dylan. He said that Zach told him that him and his brother engaged in some incestuous behavior before they raped and murdered Holly. Whoa, this is like a lot of information if this didn't all happen. You know what I mean? I mean like, um, this yeah. is like some. It's like, like you would it's, have it's to, all pretty bizarre. Yeah. I mean, as far as the incest claims, I re- I just really doubt that happened because I just can't I don't think Zach would have admitted it to his buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's complicated for the prosecution. I mean, Jason is their star witness, but he makes these outlandish claims. But in a bizarre way, he was kind of likable when he was on the stand. Like not to me because I know too much about him, but he got some laughs during his testimony. And like I was trying to explain before, Zach's attorney, she was kind of, she made great points, but she kind of tripped over her own words a lot. Like Mm -hmm. it definitely felt like he was more in command of the conversation than she was. Okay. So, I mean, it just leaves you to think like, what's up? Is the jury allowed to believe only the part of his testimony that implicates Zach and disregard the rest? Yeah. I mean, is it okay to think someone is telling like the partial truth? Do you have to think they're telling the truth 100% or not? I don't know. It's complicated. I don't know. Right. So, one thing that is, you know, something else to think about is both sides have been adamant that these guys and Holly and her brother Clint did not know each other. There's no phone records or like links, you know, really linking them to each other. So as in like being in contact, like obviously they knew people through people because it's a small town. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that Clint wanted to learn how to cook meth. He's not, he's not the type. He is just this kind of awkward guy that's like quiet is my take. I mean, people don't like about this case that he didn't bolt out of the house with a gun, you know, but he's just he's just not that guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just like he's not a tough guy, you know. And did he and he was not into drugs? No, definitely not. He's very on the up and up. Okay. Yeah. And I think if he was actually involved or linked to these guys, it would have come up. I mean, they searched his phone and computer. Oh, right. They didn't, you know. So the thing is, I'm sure they all knew who each other were. It's a small small town. town, And Holly is like the hottest girl in town. Honestly, she she probably was. 
Okay. She drives around in a Mustang. It's a real cute car. Cute. And her cousin is country singer Whitney Duncan. Do you know who that is? She was like on Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. I do know. I mean, we grew up in a town of 100,000 people, and I feel like there were lots of people that we knew who they were. Yeah. Because they got in a lot of trouble, but we didn't really know them. So I think it's kind of like outlandish that they're like, absolutely not, no association. They didn't, you know, know each other, right? It's like, "Mm, I don't know about that. So... I think there is a possibility that some of Jason's testimony was true, like maybe the stripper cousin thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. But Holly's parents are adamant there is no association. And they also say that as far as the rest of his testimony and events that he detailed, they say that makes sense to them. So Jason Autry's testimony of events also perfectly corroborates the cell phone evidence as it was presented by the prosecution. When the defense attorney cross-examined him, she had records of years of letters and phone calls to family and friends from prison where he like swears on the Bible. He didn't know anything about what happened and that he thought the only reason why Dylan had lied was because, you know, he'd gotten himself into some trouble over some guns or something. So, I mean, it is convenient that, you know, his story has changed and matched up so, you know, like conveniently. So are we, we're thinking that it's not this guy. Well, I don't, yeah. I'll tell you what I think Okay. at the end. Yeah, the defense, she points out that he's had six years to cultivate his story to match up with the evidence, and he was coached by the DA. Throughout his testimony, he kept winking at the DA, too. Which, what? Which is weird. Yeah, that it's weird. so weird. Okay. Well, the jury came back with a guilty verdict for Zach, and he was sentenced to life with no parole plus 50. Which is like, if you think Zach is guilty or not, it doesn't really sting that much because he had been through rehab so many times and continued to get worse and more abusive. I mean, I just think prison is not a bad place for Zach. Yeah. Okay, so then there's Dylan. Holly's parents acknowledged that they were involved in the plea negotiations for him and that they decided as a family, in order for them to not go through another trial, you know, they would give him a plea. So Dylan entered an Afford plea. Yeah, an Alford plea. Yeah, in which he doesn't admit guilt, but acknowledges it's in his best interest to take a plea. He was sentenced to 35 years without parole per his plea agreement. And then his attorney released a statement saying, that Dylan acknowledges Clint was in no way involved. That was like real, that was part of the plea agreement was that the Bobos wanted this statement released because of what Jason Autry had said in Zach's trial. I mean, I just don't, I don't know that I think that you can have it both ways. That you can say everything else, you know, Jason said was true, but we want to make sure everyone knows this wasn't. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think there is a very likely possibility that Dylan is spending the next 35 years in a maximum security prison because he was taken advantage of because of his low IQ to corroborate the DA's narrative. But I also think that there's a possibility I could be wrong. I mean, and I... I, And you think that this is all... I sure hope I am wrong because it makes my stomach hurt. But, I mean, that seems like a long time for no physical evidence. And no no testimony even that he did it, just a false confession. Um, So... Yeah. Jason Autry was released from prison per his plea deal in December 2020. And two months later, 
He was arrested for being in possession of a weapon as a felon. And when they searched his car, they found methamphetamines. So now he's facing 20 years. Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah. You don't. don't Yeah. So in July last year, Zach Adams' attorney asked for a new trial, citing 56 reasons for the appeal. And And it was denied. Yeah. Terry Britt is currently a free man on probation. So lock your fucking doors, America. I hope to God he gets caught for doing something stupid soon and it does not involve a woman or a child and it gets him locked up forever. Holly's parents moved out of their home where Holly was kidnapped from. They are still in the area and they are now grandparents of Clint and his wife's child. Part of the highway in Decaturville was named the Holly Bobo Memorial Highway, which is nice. And her country singing cousin wrote a song about her called Better Place. And in the video, it's like she's in a better a place, montage of Holly's sad. pictures. And it's Awful. so sad. Yeah. So we think it might be this other guy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think it might be this other guy. I think it might even be Zach. I just don't think it was Dylan. Or I think Dylan was there, but I don't think he raped her. I don't think Dylan knew what was going on. I think Dylan was maybe just like at the house or something while all this was happening. But Hmm. I don't think his 35-year sentence is warranted. And like I said, I mean... I don't really give a fuck about Zach being locked up because I think he is a POS. Mm-hmm. Beat his girlfriend, shot his mama. Yeah, I mean, he he might as yeah. well just be locked up. Yeah, he up. might as well be there. Yeah. Um, he got his low IQ, bro- by the way, he got his low IQ brother into meth himself. Oh, nice. What so a, that's a gem. Yeah, real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that is a WAP. Mm-hmm. That's a sad case, Gretchen. Usually it, you don't do sad cases it like is that. It's a sad case. Yeah. You know, a young <sighs> life know. that really had a lot going for her. And now, yeah, she's and up now in she's heaven. just gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were so many things that were so bananas about this case. Like they only moved it to like one county over. Yeah. Which is basically like the same county because it's all like so small. Right. Right. Yeah. Oof. Well, um, if you guys want to hear more from us, you can sign up for our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. Gretchen has a crime coming up that she's going to tell you. We do one extra crime a month and one bonus episode a week. Um, The bonus episodes are us talking current crimes Mm -hmm. plus current updates on whatever the heck we want to talk about. And then one super juicy bonus crime, often dealing with cults and stuff like that. Um a month. So follow us there. Find us there and then follow us on Instagram and on Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook. And we're also on Facebook, just regular. Um, And then we also have a dieting group, which Gretchen's on some sort of crazy cleanse right now. Uh, She's real happy about having to drink like two gallons of water a day. Seriously. <laughs> you're gonna you're not even gonna be able to go to the gym by the way um, I know I finished the prolon I don't think I talked to you guys about that I did do a five day this like fast mimicking diet I bought the kit called prolon um it was absolutely disgusting clearly um, they're not a sponsor of ours <laughs> they're not. <laughs> 
and they probably never will be after I talked about how we wouldn't let them be like we do actually like vet the shit that we sponsor but um yeah it was so so disgusting um I did lose weight though so there's that well that's healthy you know we talk about weight we always get those like you guys are so triggering so I think we ought to just like I know shut it I'm just saying like if you wanted to try it, I think that one's not the right diet because the only reason I lost weight is because I didn't even eat the soup that came in the thing. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. basically starved. Um, but I was doing it to reboot my stomach. I was having stomach issues and mm-hmm. I didn't have any stomach issues that week. And then I went on vacation and back to feeling disgusting. Um, anyways, I think that is all. Um, if you guys haven't rated us, please do so on Apple podcast. And I've seen that a few of you have recently. Um, I'm just back from vacation last night, so I'm not totally up to date. So I will give shout outs next week. Um, and if you can, please tag us tell a friend about housewives of true crime we totally appreciate it thank you guys so much clink 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 clink